welcome to the first episode of Soul Sunday. I am your host Jade and I feel like this is going to be a space that will entertain, educate, inspire and hopefully feed your soul in some way. Um, My first guest had to be someone that her soul just, (laughs) I feel like her soul just beams. So it was only right that I had Corinne on to speak of my first episode to talk about what can be a touchy subject. But I'll let you introduce yourself first, babes. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Corinne. I'm from South East London. I am an actor, just like Jade. Um, I have a muggle job, like a regular job as well, but we're not going to that. That's no fun. That's no fun. And thank you, Jade, for opening your space to, to me and sharing it with me and allowing me to be your first guest. I'm really excited. I love that. I love that. Oh my God. I forgot that it's called a muggle job. It's sad, isn't it? That we've got to even have that. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, me and Corinne met, was it 2018? 20. Oh my gosh, it was, was it 2018. 2018? That's 2018 crazy. when we started training together in drama school. Um, Yeah. And she's been a little gem in my life ever since. It was a nice time. It was a nice time. <laughs> So our first topic of conversation is mental health in a black community. Okay, I guess both of us being black, let everyone know where you're from, what's your heritage, what's your family? So I am, um, am I third gen? Am I third gen? So I'm from Barbados and Nigeria. Um, Yeah, third gen, I guess, on my mum's side. My mum was born here. My granny came over in the Windrush, but my dad was born in Nigeria and came over when he was uh like in his 20s okay so that's where I'm from and I'm from southeast London as well <laughs> you're a London girl obviously <laughs> I'm a London girl that's so interesting my dad came over here I want to say when he was about 12 11 12 maybe from Jamaica and my mum was born here but my nan is from Trinidad so I'm a Caribbean girl through and through but I guess the biggest thing is coming from a background where mental health is kind of a big taboo subject. How did you deal with that yeah. growing up? Even just something so simple as like, you're just a bit sad. Like, how would your parents react to you being being sad? Do you know what? It was, sometimes I wouldn't say it was strictly from my parents. I would say it would be from other members of my family oh really yeah like some of the older ones you know some people that are a bit more traditional um like what are you upset about what what's the reason to be upset like what are you crying for (laughs) because I'm sad that's why I'm crying there's always that pain in it what are you crying crying? I'll give you something to cry for leave (laughs) so and sometimes I think that um a lot of children um when they've grown up in like when they've when they've had some trauma in like their family they have to grow up a bit quicker than others but they don't Mm. fully get to be a child you know they get to be children but they've got they've like got like little adult brains ticking away in their bodies you know like if they've got like parents who have to work and they've got to juggle this so they've got to pick up their their younger siblings so they kind of take on their little responsibilities and that can affect your mental health because you're not getting to live your full like child experience you know to be a child yeah so and that can exactly and that can kind of affect you um 
I know I've had situations where, where I was younger. Yeah. And it did affect me because I felt like I couldn't talk to my parents about some of the, some of the same things that like my other friends could talk to their parents about, mm. you know? So things like that. I just leave it bottled up and then I'd leave it bottled up and, and you know, now I've got a fear of um, asking for help because like I just did as a child because I didn't want to be a burden, that kind of thing. Oh my God, yeah, that feeling of being mm. a burden was definitely, definitely something that I realised that I had as an issue when I was older, when it was like, yeah, yeah, Jade, like you can talk about things, you know, it's okay, it's not, it's like, it's okay it's to be okay. sad, like, okay, yeah, uh, it's so bad, I get, I get mad at myself for being upset, mm, I'm like, same. what are you upset about, and then I'm like, no, 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 come on, life's been hard, like, calm down, Jade, you can be upset. Yeah, process these emotions, go through it, and then figure it out, and pick yourself up uh, out of it after, but yeah. um yeah like it does stem from from childhood you know it's mad isn't it mm. I guess it's like that whole thing of like you mentioned about um your grandparents coming over in the wind rush and they came through with this mentality of they need to work and survive they didn't have time to process no form of emotion do you get what I mean oh, yeah. and I feel like whether they have whether they've actually installed that in I want to say us, our parents, whatever, consciously or subconsciously, it's always been there. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's always been like, I don't have time to cry because my kids are hungry. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's no, there's like, the, I don't, ha- I physically don't have the time to be, to be depressed <laughs> or they don't recognise that they are because they've got X, Y and Z to do. Yeah. And that's the absolute last thing that they're thinking about. Like, they can't be worried about that right now. They need to be worried about, I've got all these jobs I need to do so I can feed and look after my family. No, for real, like, I mean, shout out to the Windrush generation because I feel like they literally held it down, man. They held it down inside the house, outside the house. And it wasn't, like, it was not easy. Like, some of the stories that I've heard my uh, my mum's older told me and what they've been through literally brought tears to my eyes. It's, it's horrific. Horrible. It's crazy, isn't it? absolutely crazy I remember even a story my nan told me before of her just simply walking down the high street and like mm-hmm. people shouting abuse yeah. at her for purely just being black mm-hmm. like and my nan is such a timid person like she don't trouble no one but I know some some black people are just out here they're just ready to fight do you know what I mean but my nan is such a timid person and for someone to shout abuse at her like actually baffles me yeah just for, just for existing yeah. just for existing and don't part of the reason is like we didn't ask well we didn't ask to, to be here after the war the British listen, invited us listen that is so a like, different story oh, for a different day like we're not even we're not even gonna open that can of worms don't 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 get me started Corey. don't get me started <laughs> all right all right listen. but oh, gosh, you're right. It, it, it actually baffles me and then I feel like now it's just fed into different generations in different ways but it's still the same problems do you get what I mean? It still stems from the same yeah, thing. It does. Because don't forget that, like, trauma trauma is passed down. And these people, these people, but, like, people in your family, you see them go through things, they don't process it, that comes down to you. You go through the same things and you pro- you might process it the same way that you know how because that's learnt behaviour from the people yeah. that you've been around. But it takes it takes work um it takes you identifying like that you need the help to to break the cycle and make the changes no definitely I mean you know do you feel like our generation I feel like our generation are doing a lot um 
I feel like they're changing a lot of society's norms per se um or our generation is even just questioning it maybe not changing it but they're definitely questioning it and opening up I, the conversation I one thing I think about this generation is that no one is no one's scared <laughs> of anything as in and I think it's, it's true no it is true it is true and especially you know like the the Gen Z TikTok era they're not scared of anything they're gunning for everyone they will go and question their they're gunning for everyone and I like that so I think that like our generation we are very much question why do I feel like this why is this the way I am what happened to me like you're asking questions and you everyone is willing not everybody but a lot of people are willing to do the work to unpack you know what they've got going on in their lives they're willing to go and go to counseling they're willing to go and get therapy they're willing to admit yes I need some help I need a bit of guidance and the same way that if you like if you're not feeling so great in your body you're gonna you might go to the gym you might take a walk you might look after your body drink some water you're gonna do all of those things our mental health deserves the exact same thing. Yeah. No, it's true. You know, our mental health deserves the exact same thing. The way you nourish your body and the way you nourish your mind, you know. It is so true. Do you do you talk about your mental health with with your friends, especially your black friends? Is that an open conversation you have? Yeah. yeah. Well, predominantly, my friends, my friends, my friendship group is uh, pretty much all um, black black people. Majority for the, for the most part, and we discuss our mental health a lot. Not a lot, but we discuss our mental health because um, we need to. Because as they're they're my they're my friends, and like I need mm. to understand their needs, and they also need to understand mine. So, for example, if my friend has told me, "Guys, I'm not in the I'm not in the best situation right now," or "I just need some time to myself," I'm fine. I'll reach out if I need yeah. anything. We've assessed the situation. If they don't feel like talking, they don't feel like talking we're very open about talking about it because no, it's very I important that. i love that do you know what i didn't i don't think i really did have that conversation too much until i got to uni i have a friend and she like was very open about your mental my mental health and was like wanting to delve into what upset me that day and did it and let's talk about it and how does that make you feel and and she was the first person that introduced me to therapy as well and talking about therapy and whatever. And again, it was such a taboo subject before that. And it wasn't a conversation any of my previous friends had had with me. So it was kind of like, right, okay. And at first it was a bit like, no, you're way into your feelings. Like some days just carry on about your day. Like, yeah, you're feeling a bit shitty, but it's not a deep. Do you get what I mean? But after a while, it was like, no, these things need to be addressed because they're actually filtering themselves out into your everyday life and you're not even realising it. And she made me realise it and made me deep it. Like, there's this whole stigma of an angry black girl. And it's like, low-key, there's a reason why she's angry. Do you get what I mean? And it's like, you don't have to feed into that stereotype all the time. What I don't, What I don't like about this angry black girl stereotype is that it's one, it is a trope. And black girls get put into mm. this this stereotype trope just for having emotions, and we we we're like dehumanized yeah. and made to be like uh, quite masculine as well, just for having these emotions. Everyone has yeah. emotions. Everyone is allowed to feel. It's the most natural thing in the world. Just feeling, just being, having all these emotions. So why is it if I'm if I'm feeling a type of way, I'm now a this black girl, a this aggressive it doesn't like me it doesn't exactly aggressive yeah. if i'm being assertive i'm aggressive i'm this i'm that i'm brash 
I'm intimidating. No. Yeah. I'm feeling the exact same way that you get to feel. Just because I'm a black woman doesn't mean you get to tie this and this to me. So I'm not saying that... No, I am saying that. I'm saying the angry black woman does not exist. Black women are allowed to be angry and be separate from their... It's not a personality trait. It's not a personality trait. We're just trying to exist the same way, the same way white men will have their emotions. We're going to have our emotions too. So just leave it out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh my God. I just feel like because of this angry black woman thing, sometimes I feel like girls feed into this, right? In saying that, but I do, I generally believe that girls use it as as an excuse to behave a certain type of way and get away with it do you get what I mean when actually you're just moving a bit uncivilized and like you need to learn to behave in society do you get what I mean it's kind of like that's not that's not you and don't get it twisted like I've done that I've been that girl definitely when I was younger I would just move erratic for no reason and it would just be like oh she's just angry I have been in situations where I've been called an angry black girl for defending myself which which made me angry but i didn't want to pipe up and feed into said stereotype yeah yeah yeah. i just defended myself and went on my way like i'm sorry it was her loss at the end of the day but there are times where i would feel like i needed to narrow myself a little bit more because you know if i if i say what i really really want to say or if i do i'm gonna feed into that stereotype and like it's not like when there is that stereotype that already already exists, it's like, I don't want to have that on my shoulders. I don't want to have that on my shoulders because it's not just a me. It's like, there goes another angry black yeah. girl. And, and then you f- it's, you're like, you'll feel, like, you'll feel a bit, like they're going to think that the same way about the next person, you know? <laughs> and I don't think that what you said about the black girls feeding into the angry black girl, stereotype is may maybe that does happen because it's like well this is what you labeled me as if you're going to label me that as that i'm going to act and do the work. yeah it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy i guess it is a self-fulfilling prophecy if you think about it in that way yeah mm-hmm. um because sometimes i'm just like you don't have to act like that or it's kind of like expected of us do you know what i mean it's kind of like like something happens everyone turns out looks at the black girl like oh what's she gonna say like, how's she going to deal with it? Do you know what I mean? But really, she's just kind of like, mind your business. Like, and wants to carry on. But she feels like she has to say something. I'm not speaking for every black girl. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I know personally that I've I've felt like that. I felt like I've had to give a certain reaction because I am, I am a female and I am black. But really, I haven't wanted to. I've only ever felt that way. Like, people are looking for a reaction from me when I've been the only black woman or black person in a, in a room. Mm. Yeah. And in that kind of situation, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't I don't feel the most comfortable because I shouldn't really yeah. be the... I shouldn't not the only... Not just the only black person. I, I shouldn't be the only ethnic person in the room. Period. 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 <laughs> I shouldn't be the only ethnic person in the room. And then me one as the only like ethnic person in a room and they're going to look into me for, for a reaction for something. I'm not going to give... One, I'm not going to give it to you. And two, I shouldn't think about seeing myself out because it's not somewhere I should really be. <laughs> You know, I'm not. I'm not here to be a little entertainment muppet. I'm not. Sorry. So I just be there. Doesn't, <laughs> does not make me feel good. So I see myself out. Anyway, 
I guess my next question would be is, have you ever suffered with mental health issues? Now, in a sense of like, you don't have to delve into it too deeply. It could be a simple yes or no question. Um, yes or no answer. But have you ever de- have you ever suffered with mental health issues? And do you feel like as a black person that you've overthought about the way you're going to deal with them because you feel like people will look at you different? Does that make sense? I don't know if I worded that. Great. I, I think I know what you're getting at, though. Uh, so I'm going to try and answer it. So have I suffered any mental health issues? I wouldn't say I've had um, anything diagnosed yeah. before in terms of my mental health but I've had you know where you have like periods of like a low mood and stuff like that I would not call it depression because I hadn't I wasn't diagnosed with depression but I'd say my third year of uni was very difficult for me um and I was I was just going through it (laughs) as you do in third year I was just going through it like I would honestly there would be like, I remember a good period of like a whole month where I didn't go to work. I did not go to uni. I stayed in my room just doing absolutely nothing because I was just so stressed out. And I went to see the doctor. And what did she do? Oh, I went to see the doctor. And then her first point of discussion was, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about your weight. So it was... Sorry? She was going to talk about my weight. <laughs> sorry, sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You went in about your mental health. Yeah. And like, now we're discussing your weight. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, um, so maybe your weight. And I was like, sis, like, I'm suffering. <laughs> oh, it's because I'm suffering. I'm, I'm so like, sorry to laugh at your misery, but that is so funny. Yeah, it was. So I was just thinking, what, what, what the fuck? And then she prescribed me some, like, medication straight away. And I was like... Okay. Wait for your mental health or for your weight? For the mental health. Oh, okay. So we yeah. got back to that. So we got back to it and she sub- <laughs> she prescribed me this medication for my mental health. And I took it once and it didn't make me feel good at all. So I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. Um, no. And I was discussing it with a friend who works in, uh, who, was a, who was doing pharmacy at the time. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe they gave that to you. That like slows down your heart rate. And I was like, oh shit, well, maybe that's why I was feeling so tired. So I don't think that was the way to go. I would have much preferred, at that time, I think what I needed was um, counselling, CBT therapy. And as I've gone older and I felt other periods of time where I've had a bit of a low, like a low Mm. mood, um, cognitive behavioural therapy has been it for me. Oh really? Yeah. Talk through that. What was that like? I was very apprehensive at first, very apprehensive because in the first session that they're asking you so many questions because they like they need to do their little assessment, and I, and I remember talking yeah. to the, to the um the person I was doing the assessment. I was like, but why are you asking me this? <laughs> do you might like I'm thinking yeah that's too much. Like why are you asking me this? And then I kind of had to remember you've gone here for help. They need to yeah, assess need you, to assess your needs because they actually are trying to find out what's what works for you. Um, what you need, X, Y, and Z, all of these things, they ask you multiple questions. And after that assessment, they find the right kind of therapist for you. And the therapist they found for me was great. She was a black woman. Um, I don't know, obviously I don't know her age because she was my therapist, but yeah, she was a black woman. So I felt like that, there was that understanding and I could talk to her a lot free, more freer than I would with somebody Why? else. Um, because she's a black woman. But surely... 
your mental health is your mental health. People go through what they go through, right? Your mental health is your mental health. But like add, adding intersectionality on, on top of it, you're a woman. Yeah, you're a woman, but then you're a black woman. Imagine like you're um, a black gay woman, for example. Like there's just so much, you know, yeah. so her, my, my therapist being a black woman was made me feel 10 times more comfortable. No, I love that. I love that. And I just had to, to pick your brain for a second. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course, I know. I know you're getting at. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good experience, and I, and when, because I had, I think I had nine weeks with with that therapist. Yeah. And like things was like we were just making things were making sense. Things were making sense, and I can now assess like the reasons why I feel that way because I've got a, I've got a strong desire to always have to be productive because if I'm not productive then I feel guilty for not being productive so that's one of the things that we were really working hard to unpick at and understand why I do that um I would say everybody at some stage in their life because let's not let's not lie having a therapist is a privilege but I think Mm. at some stage in life everybody should have like uh get some therapy or some counseling you know um and it should be um it should be made accessible to everyone yeah 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 no definitely but yeah like your point about the fact that she was a black female is is so important like it's so important to Mm -hmm. be able to understand and look at someone and be like right you get it like you actually get it do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so I understand where you come from when you say in like Mm -hmm. oh you needed someone to just yeah I need someone to understanding and I think if even if my therapist wasn't um a black woman and she was a woman I'd still be very happy with having a a therapist that was a woman I don't think I would uh hmm. yeah I would just prefer any therapist I have to be a woman yeah Yeah. that's my no I get that I get that um there was a few there's been a few artists and a few people that have come out about their their mental health I don't know if you ever saw, um, I think it was about a year or two ago, about Rams talking about his mental health and how he was suicidal um, and this, that and the other. I know Stormzy's spoken about it. Dave um, wrote a whole song on it. How do you feel like we as a society, as a black community, are addressing mental health now? Do you feel like there's still so much taboo around it? Do you feel like we are making somewhat of a change, but it's not happening quick enough. Do you feel like it's happening at all? Do you feel like people are just talking about it? Like, oh yeah, I was a bit sad in like 2006, but I got over it. <laughs> yeah, do you get yeah, what I, I mean? What you mean. Um, this is a difficult one to answer because I think in a general sense, um, there are a lot of talks about mental health and people are like, oh yeah, guys, you need to take care of your, your mental health. But a lot of people don't actually know how. Loads of people mm. don't know how to, to take care of their mental health. They don't know the resources and they don't know where to look. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know about from a, like a, as a, like a community, because this community, like there is, to me, like black community, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful community, but it's very like intersectional. There are multiple parts of this community. But I, one thing I will say is yeah. that um, mental health within black men needs to be, as much of a priority as anybody else no i think i think it does because yeah like i have a friend without saying too much he will come to me and vent and i love him but i'm just like 
sir, this is a bur- like it's not not you're a burden, but like this, yeah, this is yeah. not for me to deal with. As your friend, I can tell you this much: you need to go and do the work and go and talk to a therapist to go and help yourself because I I can't do it. I can't physically do it because I'm not a therapist. Yeah. Do you feel like you could have pulled and yourself then- out of the space that you was in without a therapist? Uh, no, 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 no. Why? No. Did you not feel like you had the support around you? Because I definitely, it was actually my stepmom that brought up the fact that I needed to see someone. Um, mm. And she is, along with um, other family members and some of my friends are like a massive support mechanism for me. However, I mm. don't know if I would have been able to get out of that that space if I didn't go to yeah. therapy either. So um, yeah, do you feel like you could have, you could have done that? The thing is, I do have a really good support system. Like, I'm very, I've got very good um, relationships with my family and with my friends. But sometimes you need to, well, for me anyway, I needed to, to have some conversations with people that were removed from my life. Yeah. That's why I needed to go to the therapist and under, like, dig deeper and understand why. And it's not for, sometimes I felt like it was not for my friends and family to do. It's not their job. It is the job of the therapist. <laughs> so just let it out. Did you I don't know if you watched that series called Blue Therapy? No, well. and everyone keeps talking about it. I think you should give it a watch. It's quite an interesting watch. But there was okay. something in Blue Therapy that happened and it was um one of the couples they miscarried and the the woman, Chama, was distraught talking about it. And mm. her partner, Paul straight absolute straight face and he was like babe babe I understand of course I'm very upset but as a man uh I've been taught to not show emotion in this kind of situation what he actually said that to her he said that to her was he a black man something along the along those lines and I was like I was watching it just like what the fuck she's crying she's going through it she missed I think um was it a miscarriage or I think it was miscarriage or abortion that happened and you're gonna sit there straight faced. Do you know what that's, that is so interesting, right? It was because interesting to watch. I've had exes watch me cry and then be like, you know, I just, I don't, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with this. And I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> and it's like, I just don't understand why. Why is that the case? I guess. Do you know what's interesting? Actually, is this whole masculine feminine energy that's a talk at the moment and I think it's that really? whole yeah like I've been seeing it quite a lot um I watched a video on TikTok about mm-hmm. some girl talking about her having a lot of masculine energy um and how it intimidates some guys and you know that there's like there's this whole talk about masculine feminine energy yeah, and get women having masculine energy and men having more feminine energy and I feel like there's this whole thing of like men are supposed to be men and men not having too much feminine energy and I feel like them showing them emotions is them having too much feminine energy and they're like no 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 well well, well in my opinion that's absolutely that's absolute bullshit well why I think that is bullshit is because masculinity does not belong to men femininity does not belong to women I mean it doesn't belong to anybody Anything, like being masculine does not belong to men. It's what we've been conditioned to think. Because let's not lie, gender gender really doesn't have binaries. It was made up. 
okay but also another, another conversation. conversation for another day no I fully fully agree with you yeah. but being masculine like a woman can be masculine a man can be feminine it doesn't belong to anybody and men thinking that like we need to let go of this this like cis misogynistic idea of of oh I'm man I can't cry because I'm gonna be seen as feminine let it go show your emotions you will be fine there is where nothing is wrong line, with vulnerable in no there's absolutely nothing wrong with being vulnerable and I have learned that definitely over my little 24 years on this earth but where is the fine line of being upset having emotions and being in your feelings and just plain needing to get over it and just deal with it do you get what I mean I feel like that is where us as a black community goes wrong that we haven't discovered that fine line we haven't discovered that it's fine that happened you can process it Mm. and be upset and show your emotions or whatever and the whole right it's happened you need to get over it now do you get what I mean? Because we go, go straight for the, you need to get over it. You're right, actually. Yeah, you're right. People do go from, oh, that shit, that that happened, shit. Get over it, next. People don't process, you're right. When people don't process these things, that's when the trauma comes back up and loses its ugly head later. And I mm. would not even know what to say to address that kind of thing. I, like, I just don't know. I don't know where the fine line is. I just don't know. One thing is there a fine line? I don't. The thing is, I'm not too sure. One thing I will say, TJ, is I, I personally hate being told to get over things. <laughs> I, I'm the kind of person if I'm gonna feel something, I want to feel it. You need to let me be upset. After I'm after I've had my time to be upset, cool. Then let's talk. It's not argue, 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 argue. Go over it. What do you mean? We've <laughs> we've had a full blown argument. I'm now upset. You're angry. Now, 10 minutes later, we have to get over it. In what sense of the world does that make sense? No, you argue, you process your emotions separately. Cool, you might have want to have a conversation about it. I'm sorry, this, whatever. I'm not, I am absolutely not going to argue or like, or just even be in my feelings, get over it the, the next second. I'm, I want to process it. So I hate being told to get over it. When anyone tells me, I don't give a fuck. No, no, I, I, I get that. Do you know what? It's funny, actually, because I sometimes have to be told to feel something and process it because I am very much a kind of, we get up and we get over it. But then sometimes I will be like, I feel like shit today. You're going to allow me to feel like that and no one's going to question it. Okay, thanks. Let me have my 10 minutes, and all right? Exactly. Let me have my 10 minutes. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that, Jade. And I really, really appreciate that you said that. And sometimes people need to know I'm not going to be all friendly and absolutely the same way. I'm a human. I have emotions. I'm sometimes I might be off. Hey guys, I don't feel the best today. Um, just letting you know. Let me have my let me have my ten minutes. Yeah. But maybe Jade, no. for you, if people are saying to you or people that are close <laughs> to you making an observation saying, Jade, like you know, it's okay to feel these things. You know, it's fine. Maybe just take that on board and just like think. Shit, like maybe it's fine for me to feel this way. I'm upset. I'm upset. I can feel this way. I definitely feel like I'm one extreme or the other. I'm either like, go, go, go. Right, it happened. Cool, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. We move. Or I'm like in my bed for a couple of days, like drowning my sorrows. I don't, I haven't found my final I... yet. I think I found it recently. Very recently. <laughs> um, and I think it's actually come from being an identity. 
we had this one, really yeah we had this one class we had this amazing teacher who was teaching us voice techniques but before the lesson we would do like a deep body scan breathing exercise and then she would always say to us let out a deep breath and on that deep breath let out how you're feeling today and know that you can work from that place whatever you feel today if you're angry if you're upset you're sad you're happy just know that's fine and you can still work from that place and honestly everything that every exercise everything that she taught me I still hold it with me today even though I don't have her and it has actually been quite life-changing I won't lie I love that just knowing that from whatever emotion I have whatever I'm going through yes I'm fine but you'll still be okay you can work from this place it's really helped I love that Mm. how do you deal with your mental health um what do you do to look after yourself? What do you do when you catch yourself in a bad way? The first thing is the self-realisation because not a lot of people realise, oh yeah, shit, I'm in a bad way. I The reason, sometimes I know I'm getting into that like bad way when my routine slips up, when I've like kind of stopped doing like my morning meditation or when my, my room is in an absolute state, those kind of things, I kind of realise that and I'm just like, okay, cool. I can see what's going on here. So I try and, um, I do, like I said, I try and go through it and then let's go. I always let myself go through it first. I feel the emotions I'm feeling and then I try and um, do the work. So for me, I have to meditate. That really, really helps me. It's just like, like, even if it's a little five minute grounding, full body scan, I do that. And that really helps me. Um, Journaling used to help me I don't journal as much now just because I just don't find it's that it's my purpose Ex- a quick tangent yeah go on. talk me through journaling a lot of people have spoken about journaling and I've seen all these influencers or whatever talk about it like what do you what do you journal about what do you obviously you don't have to go into like your deep everyday thoughts oh, but just in like, general what do you jot in, down in like a like in the journal you can have like 10 10 different things so you can have like your your journal where you just it's like personal stuff journal with like your relationships with other people your relationships with your finances how you're <laughs> feeling mentally just it's just like a, a, like a combination of all all things though for me for other people yeah. it's completely different but for me it was just like oh what am I feeling what am I doing this week oh how 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 long ago did I last see x y and z person maybe I should make a note to just see them um how did that help you because it was a collection of thoughts from my brain that I could yeah. write down see and I get them out if I didn't want to talk to anyone because there's times when I don't there's times when I don't feel vulnerable yeah I mean I feel vulnerable but I don't yeah. want to talk to no one you know it's just like cool I feel this <laughs> way but you know what fuck it I don't yeah that's so anybody. funny I had one of those weeks shall I say last week and I was literally like my stepmother's mm-hmm. ringing me and I'm like do you know what I, I am okay I just need 10 minutes like and I didn't speak to anyone for like four days I literally went to work came home whatever and I didn't answer the phone to no one I hardly messaged anyone for about four days and sometimes you just need that you just need to just cleanse your soul I guess a little bit yeah I never forget like me time is very important and oh that's that's touching on a good subject because for me if I don't get enough quarantine I'll fall in, I'll fall off I'll fall into an incline downward spiral honestly and that is not me um and what when I say me time it's not me after a long day sitting in bed watching Netflix that's not my me time my me time is on a Saturday morning four good hours are blocked out 
that is the time I'm going to spend with myself. And if I don't get enough of that, it's not good for me. And with when uh, the lockdown rules kind of restricted, I was going out a bit more, seeing friends, and I was kind of neglecting my me time and I burnt out very quickly. Um, and that did start to affect my mental health. And that was actually something I brought up in um, a therapy session once because um, I realised how important that time is to myself. And I need it. Because if, without it, bloody hell, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> I can relate to that. That's that's mad. Like, a... I am a... I'm... I recently learned the word amprivert. This, I guess, is the middle of middle between mm-hmm. um but, yeah, introvert yeah. and extrovert mm-hmm. and that that is that is yeah. me because I would be like oh I like going out but then I'm like sometimes I just want to be on my own and I thrive off a routine I need to know where I am what I'm doing mm-hmm. at all times and a Sunday is my day yeah. same way with you I block out certain times in the day and I go do a food shop I put my washing on I meal prep for my week yeah like I'll meditate I'll do yeah. whatever and that is that is my time because I feel like my energy gets sucked a lot I feel like that's when my mental health starts suffering is when my energy, yeah, just, not even in a bad way, I could be going out with friends, I could be going for dinner, whatever, I'll be on the phone to people for hours and I just feel like I start to lose myself because I feel like I'm taking in everyone else's energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Sometimes I feel like that. It's like I'm when you're being pulled in multiple different directions as well, sometimes it's like shit, like I'm being, I've got this mm. to do, that to do, this to do, this person to do, that person to do, this person to talk to like where is the time for yeah it's draining because where is the time for you and never forget like your friends and everybody they're going to be there and your family's going to be there and they will that understand the when you need the you time of it all is they they will understand like I feel yeah, like as black people like we don't like to open up and we don't like to have the conversations because they feel like people may not understand and maybe judge and that's maybe because their family have done that previously or or what have you, or the way our society is built, mm-hmm. um, that whole keep going mentality. Mm, the hustle mentality. You, you, <laughs> yeah, the hustle mentality. You will be surprised how much people just get it. Like, they just understand. Do you know what I mean? And Yeah, and if people care about you, they're going to want the best for you. They're going to get it regardless. 110% they're going to want the best for you like agrees no definitely absolutely agree my final question to you Mm -hmm. is a little bit of a a stray away from the conversation but still you could relate it is three people that either educate you inspire you or feed your soul they could be in your life they could be celebrities they could be whoever name me three people and why Okay, educate me, inspire Educate me. you, inspire you, or feed yourself. Um, all, th- all three, or either or. Okay. I would say somebody that mm. inspires me is... Um, it, it's one of my mm. close friends. Uh, their name is Melissa. Shout out, Melissa. I, shout out, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa is so inspiring, so hardworking, genuine, like, great person. Yeah just fantastic of just 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 fantastic I love the effort that they put into everything the care that they have um for other people our friendship you know and like very inspiring and truly have enriched my life and I just couldn't imagine life without life without them like very inspirational yes I'm very just yeah inspiration and educational ah goodness me 
there are, I feel like for, this one's going to be difficult because there are a number of people that I think. Just pick one. Someone that you've most recently okay, listened to, okay. spoken to. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say uh, my voice teacher, Kay Capasso. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Kay. Kay, you taught me so much. You taught me everything, Kay. Wow. I've taken so much from, from, from Kay. And yeah, six weeks was not long enough time to yeah it was great and what was the last one um it could be either or so educate you inspire you or feed your soul so considering you've done one for the other two somebody that feeds your soul did feed your soul continues to feed your soul somebody that feeds my soul okay i would say um there are two that they, they are a collective so they are called tutus podcast okay and they are a, a queer um, lesbian podcast. I hope, I think they're both lesbians. Yeah, lesbian podcast. And they just feed my soul. I love their energy on their podcast. Very interesting topics. It's just it's just a great time. It's just a great time. It's vibe. just a great time. <laughs> yeah. Nana, Nana and Rose love it. Love it. Absolutely love them too. I love that. Well, Corinne, thank you for being my first guest. Oh, thank you for so having me. I hope the conversation wasn't it's too heavy. Fun. I feel like... Oh, yeah. Even I thought it was going to be a lot heavier. I feel like it was a nice little chat. A nice little chat. It was a nice little chat. Um, oh, it was large, wasn't it? <laughs> Can you tell yeah. that she's an actor, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Where can everyone find you? Plug your socials. Oh, let me plug my socials then. All right, then. You can find me on Instagram at AA. So it's like K-O-R-R-E-N-A-A. So you, you can find me on my Instagram. Um, where else can you find me? You can find me on TikTok if you like. Mm. No, actually don't. No, you can't find me on TikTok. <laughs> you can just find me on Instagram. That's where you find me. Nowhere else, really. I love that. I love Yeah, that. it's been great. It's been great talking to you it's today, It's been an Jay. absolute pleasure, babe. I've enjoyed talking to you. I've missed you. I've missed your vibes. Same. I've missed your energy. Like the 45 minutes long. was it's not enough. Long. No, it hasn't. I really do hope that we get to train together again at some point. I hope we get to work together. together. That's what I was going to say. I hope we get to work together. together. Let's manifest that. that The next year, me and Corinne are going to be on a project together, acting. Everybody watch out. Screen, on stage, whatever. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. So thank you everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the first episode of Soul Sunday. I hope you're going to tune in next week for another juicy little episode. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Jade Aisha. Follow me on Twitter, although I don't know what nonsense I tweet half of the time. And make sure you subscribe, leave us a cheeky little comment because that will really help me to grow. And I will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye.